Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. everybody welcome back to squat cobbler i am dr mike and joining me as always hi everybody this is kelly and before we go any further i would like to invite you all to hit subscribe to like to do whatever it is you need to do to be notified that there are new episodes of squat cobbler coming to your favorite platform so was that your announcement no i do oh. have a special announcement though before oh. we get into all the right. show well and okay this doesn't count as a tangent because we haven't actually started yet noted right so yeah. not a tangent. So if you see this on the tangent tally, that is erroneous. So there are two quick things that are that are somewhat related. And I obviously discussed this in great deal in great detail with Kelly before we came on the show. So he 100 percent approves of everything I'm about to say. Um. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. I just wanted to let anybody know because this will be so we're recording this a little bit in advance, but you guys will be hearing this on Friday. So last weekend, I was notified by by some listeners and I don't know, podcast listeners, music listeners, both maybe that some of our stuff was missing from iTunes, some of the pagan stuff in particular. So I found out that uh, there was a legal situation going on between my record company and Apple. And in retaliation, Apple was removing some bands who were associated with that record company and we happen to be collateral damage in their temper tantrum so <laughs> that is corrected now and they've started putting our stuff back up and everything should be back up and we had a single that was supposed to come out commercially on friday that will be everywhere so i just want to let everybody know if you're listening to this you can get that even if we were suddenly missing from your playlists all of a sudden if you were an apple guy in dealing with the record company though getting this whole thing straightened out because this this lawsuit didn't involve us in any way while we were doing that so kelly are you a comic book guy at all on a scale of one to ten probably a seven okay i mean that's more than middle yeah higher end yeah ish <laughs> so kelly's high-ish you heard him <laughs> <Okay>. say it <laughs> Um, so while we were talking through all this, so the particular division of Universal that we work with is Genepool, and Genepool is run by a man named Pete Genepool, and Pete also owns Comic House, which is a, a comic book label, a website, a store, all that stuff that's associated with that, as well as a comic book-based app. We are going to be, so this is something that we struck up the conversation while dealing with the whole Apple situation. And it looks like we are going to be involved in the comic book business a little bit over here on the, the pagan side of things. And so I just wanted to let everybody know about that, that there's going to be some comic book stuff coming from us. And also for the first time, because I didn't warn him before the show, invite Kelly to be a part of that if he would like to be. Yeah, I mean, as long as every panel that Pagan's featured in, there's like, I'm underneath them with a large plank carrying them through the next, <laughs> <laughs> to the next episode. Sure, I'm good. No, I'd be, I would be honored. It'll be a pleasure. And also to to help solidify this and just, just to be a part of everything, uh, Pete, who runs Genepool Comic House, 
uh, does sales and all that good stuff for Universal, uh, would like to come on the show. So as long as you're good with that, he will be a future guest. That will be great as well. That'll be fun. We've we've been a little guest light. Of, of we light. have. Well, so, we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, that, there's that. Although <laughs> I, I, I'm growing weary of what I feel is a passive aggressive uh, tendency of yours to indicate that I'm a little quick on the trigger to label something a tangent. I, I stand, <laughs> I stand by my tangent counts, but you're, you're always <laughs> nicking at it a little bit. I mean, there are just certain things that I don't necessarily feel are tangents. Like if it if it directly relates to the topic, is it really a tangent? I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> so <we're> gonna... <laughs> well, today we're we're going to be talking about another Kelly topic. Don't worry. It's, it's not too, too edgy this time. Kelly sent me this article about podcasts. And if you don't mind, sir, could you kind of sum up that for everyone? And where did you find this article? How did you come across this initially? Uh, so this just came across kind of my Google news feed type of thing where it surfaces up. Hey, this likely an article you might enjoy and be interested in given my habits on on the Google. Yes, Google's always watching my habits and browsing and stuff. They're pretty clear that I'm interested in podcasts. So this was uh, this was relayed to me, and uh, it's called, the article is by uh, Matt Labash, which is uh, a totally fake name, clearly. But Matt Labash, it was in The Spectator, their December 2019 edition, and uh, it's called The Pod Delusion, Why I Hate All Podcasts, Even the Ones I Like. And the gist of it is there are too many podcasts out there, they're too long, all the hosts are really full of themselves, and he didn't have time for it. So I was very interested in this article when you sent it to me, especially reading the headline. What was your kind of top line reaction just based on the headline? Is that is that something before you, you got into this particular writer's opinion? Do you think there are too many podcasts out there? Isn't it oversaturated market right now? I don't. Uh, I, I'm a big uh, believer in the, the free market system and put out a product. And if somebody's interested in it, great. And if they're not interested in it, but you enjoy creating it anyway, go ahead and create it. It's not like it takes anything away from people. So I don't really buy in the premise that you can have too many. You never know what's going to appeal to uh, to whomever. And so uh, I don't. Uh, what's your thinking on that? I actually think that... so. I can, it's not that I can't see the argument there because there are tons and tons of podcasts out there. And I do feel like to a large degree, we probably still haven't even hit the podcast crest yet. And I do think there's a lot of podcasts out there. They're not all great, but that's what's great about them is that there's something out there for everybody. And that's what you need. We are growing more and more accustomed to such a content rich environment as entertainment becomes more and more a la carte. I feel like you need to have all these options. And like Kelly said, you know, we here at Fox News, I mean, Squat Cobbler, believe in the competitive free market and that Epstein didn't kill himself. Glad, glad you worked that in. Always, always a key message point in every one of our podcasts, apparently. It's my new gash wagon. <laughs> wow, I never really thought that I'd find something worse than gash wagon, but there, there you go. Yeah, I thought Matt did a really good job in connecting some dots though and this was in it but it also cut me even further because first he goes after blogs which i was there was a time where i was actively blogging which uh, i have fallen off of a long time ago but he talked about the great blog explosion in the mid 90s where the average blog readership was one person per blog <laughs> which could very well be the author of the blog 
And just there was this explosion when it became very easy for anyone to create a blog, and there were tons out there. Kind of the same things happen now with podcasts, that the barrier of entry to create one's pretty low. Google's working hard to raise that barrier of entry with taking away Hangouts on Air and doing some other things. But it is fairly easy, and what he cited in the article was that there are now over 700,000 active podcasts, which roughly translates to one per every 471 Americans. So that's a lot. 29 million podcast episodes. So I understand that it's a lot, and it's more than any one person can consume. And I understand what he's saying about the blog thing. It is interesting following the numbers of things. So I I had a blog at one point because I think it was the early website days, uh, early web website days for me, like one of my first websites that I had. I think it was just the easiest way for me to start getting content on there because like unless we were doing something like a show or had something coming out, and this is way before Pagan. This was like early bands of mine. Unless we specifically had something going on, nobody cared. Nobody would go. Like once they saw everything was on the site, they didn't need to go back until something new was happening. So it was just a way for me, like blogs were popular and it was just a way for me to to keep something going on there so that people would keep coming back to it. And I remember being like crazy excited that, you know, when I would post a new blog like that day, 10 people would read it or 20 people would read it. And then maybe at our height on those early sites, maybe like 100 people would read one of the posts. So it is just funny, like, you know, I understand what he's saying, but when you're when you are just starting off, though, those numbers, however small, they do mean something when you when you put something out there for people. And again, like Kelly said, the barrier for entry for these things is low. So me writing a blog, even if only 100 people read it 20 years ago or whatever it was, it didn't cost me anything. And it was keeping people coming to a site that I was already paying for. So the site was going to exist anyway. So for free and something that I was doing that I enjoyed and, and amused me <laughs> doing it, kept people coming to the site, even if it was only 100 people. So I, I disagree as far as the traffic element of it, I guess, as long as there's somebody out there who is consuming whatever you're doing and you know the barrier for entry is low enough, there's no reason for you to not do it. In my opinion, I think do what you want to do. If that that's if you've just got a desire to create content and share it, whether it's two people listen or read it or whatever, or hundreds or thousands or millions of people do, I think if it if it brings you joy, if it's something you enjoy doing, I say I say go for it. I was interested in the article that you know just trying to contrast. Is this a, you know a direct attack on Squat Cobbler? And I think it might have been. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. He did talk about kind of one of the irritants uh, is that podcasts that feature, and I'm quoting from the article here, em- emphatic pauses, cloying up talk, and manufactured whimsy, which you know that's us. Sure, <laughs> we do we do that. Uh, but the the other interesting thing was he talks about the average, and it was one of his biggest grumbles is the average duration of a podcast, of these 700,000 podcasts, is 43 minutes. Which, surprisingly, probably Squat Cobbler's close to that. I would say we, we tend to clock in between 30 and 40 minutes pretty regularly. And that, that, that intrigued me. 
because he's talking about, I'm too busy. I don't have time to sit down for three quarters of an hour to listen to one of these things. And that's something we've talked a little bit about in the past. And I'd be interested in just kind of revisiting with this with you, Mike. At some point, do we want to eventually target a slightly smaller footprint for Squat Cobbler, more like a 15 minute uh, issue? Or, or do we want to kind of stay with how, how it goes, which puts us at typically 30 to 40, depending? I mean, I can see the argument both ways. So after the demise, and, and first off, the, this is a good part to bring in. We can go a lot longer than 30 to 40 minutes for anybody who remembers the Snark Alec radio days. Yeah. <laughs> so 30 to 40 minutes is pretty goddamn pared down <laughs> compared to some of that stuff. So in between <laughs> when Snark Alec radio died, I wanted to keep going. I didn't want to lose any kind of momentum. So I started doing the fireside chats on Loud and Loaded just to kind of take up the missing space. And then Loud and Loaded got shut down briefly by the government. As a radio station, it was shut down permanently. We eventually reemerged doing podcasts, but it was shut down by the government because of changes in broadcast licensing rules. So then I was left again without a show to do. So I briefly did a show called The Opium Den for YouTube. Now, looking at what was going on on YouTube at that time, there was a particular length of video that was doing really well as far as analytics and things like that go. So I tailored those episodes to match the audience. So like we, you know, we had a page that people were more or less going to to listen to songs or watch music videos. And other than like the longer ambient pieces that are on there, most of them are like the three to five minute kind of range. So I wanted to stick within that range. So I created these little like animated videos, interviews. They were like five minutes long. Kelly was actually on a number of them. So I I tailored it to that range. I think the good thing with podcasts, though, is that there is a, again, a wide range of content that's available to you. I I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. One of the, the most listened to podcasts, of course, is Joe Rogan's podcast. He really broke down a lot of barriers, whether you're a fan of him or not, in terms of the mass consumption of podcasts. And his shows are regularly two hours plus. So I don't necessarily think there is a set winning formula for podcasts as far as the length goes. I think you need to feel out your own audience with it. Same thing with Squat Cobbler. If we were going to start targeting a particular time frame to be in, I think we need to figure out what our audience wants to hear. So this seems like the appropriate time for for me to do some shameless plugging and uh, bring up the fact that Harbor Day uh, is coming up uh, December 1st. For those of you who don't recall, Harbor Day was a recommendation I made uh, in a New Yorker Twitter contest as a new holiday, basically a passive-aggressive holiday where you hold up all of your all of your frustrations and then kind of passively aggressively let them out on December 1st. And I will be naming a new Harbor master who's kind of king of Harbor Day on December 1st. So busy on that. But I'm going to give like a preview of Harbor Day and it's related to Mike. Uh, And so he's just shared some of his history here. I just want to kind of point out a burden I carry is that on Snark Alec Radio, I began to develop a constructive relationship with Terry Ivins. And he stole her away from me. And then the opium dem came out, and Rebecca Kennedy, up until that point, someone who we had a nice cordial relationship, Mike stole Rebecca Kennedy away from me. And then on the home field, on Squat Cobbler, Nikki Bilderback, things were going well. We were vying to be her top stalker, and Mike stole Nikki away from me. I feel so much better. Thank you. <laughs> In honor of Harbor Day. In honor of Harbor Day. 
Well, I mean, you were on the most episodes of the two transitional shows in there. And there was also social sins with Christian in the middle there, but we were kind of forced to stop that, which is a shame because (laughs) social sins, I had a lot of fun doing it. So did Christian. You can reach, we found a too comfortable level of comfort (laughs) where maybe you start saying things and neither one of you is telling the other one they shouldn't say (laughs) and things can go too far. So I think we have found a really good dynamic here because I, you know, you get a little crazy and I can reel you back in. Yeah, and, you know, in theory, I could spend hours editing podcasts to to make sure they go out in as least disturbing fashion as possible. I mean, have you ever had to really edit anything I've said? Gosh, what was the one episode that I had to spend days on? I don't remember. There was one that was just, uh, oh, it was, I think it was maybe The Dwarves. I think the, uh, the, when we reviewed The Dwarves album, I think that particular podcast, which I think when it was done, clocked in i think under 30 minutes it was between 20 and 30 minutes um still twice the length of that album (laughs) yes uh i spent hours (laughs) upon hour tweaking that to make it youtube friendly so that was that was fun other than that though it really hasn't been that bad see if i delve into it too far it'll just be more editing for me now so i'm gonna i'm gonna So you're just gonna have to agree. I'm just gonna have it hasn't to, been that bad. Yeah, yeah. Just to, just to move along. Sure, that's exactly the case. In your mind, what's the ideal length for a squat cobbler? I struggle because I still don't know if we uh, have a good handle on what our primary distribution channel is. You know, is it the blog? People pulling down the podcast from there. Is it iTunes? Is it the YouTube versions, which would roll out a little bit later than uh, what goes out on the blog? Depending on which one of those is, uh, I, I vary. I do think if we're leaning in hardest to trying to build up a YouTube audience, I think pulling it back to where if we could kind of come in consistently at the 20 minute mark, that might help us, but it'd be something we'd have to try for a while and see. I don't think we're in, in too bad a shape. I always. I always uh, am open to the idea of if you kind of create a little bit shorter content, you have a better shot of someone taking the time to listen to it. They see three hours, <laughs> they're probably not not necessarily going to invest. I don't know how much their thinking changes if it's 20 minutes versus 30 minutes versus 40 minutes. Do you have a range you're thinking about? I think it would really all depend on where we're putting our focus, like you said. I think, you know, probably a little bit shorter if we're going to really focus heavily on YouTube. I think if we're focusing on podcast networks, maybe stick to the longer ones then. Because if you really look through a lot of the podcast services and look at their, you know, top performing shows, they're usually shows clocking in at around an hour. And granted, they're, they're shows with giant fan bases and things like that. But typically you're looking at like around an hour for that because you have people who are just popping their headphones in and going about whatever it is they were doing. And it's, you know, background for them. I think there's a lot of things to look at and consider there. I think also, too, we should probably think about injecting some new blood into the show. I've made a couple of suggestions like, you know, reviewing adult films in a very clean, wholesome fashion. I I do not recall that. (laughs) You don't recall me recommending that? I don't recall that, no. (laughs) Well, I have a new recommendation of something that we could do on the show. Super. Tell me more. So I was thinking, and Kelly was never going to mention this because you know he's a humble guy, but Kelly's written a book. Kelly has decided that it is time for him to put into words his own life experiences. And he's written a book, and it's called The Right Tool for Your Box, T-H-U-L, An American Memoir by Kelly Tool, as written by Mike Belinsky. And... (laughs) I was thinking we could do a recurring segment where I read excerpts from your memoir. 
Well, sure, we could we could do that once. Obviously, we'll continue to maintain editorial control of the podcast. So let's <laughs> let's put that at the end of the segment so that it on the off chance it gets completely excised that the podcast can stand alone. I think what might be better for this to even be considered. Wait, better than the right tool for your box. Yes. We could exchange chapters. You know, you could read one from my memoir written by you. And then of course Mike hasn't mentioned I'm a big fat liar, which is Mike's memoir. <laughs> and I could share, you know, a pair, a, a, you know, a chapter or two of that as well. And so that could be an interesting course. Now we're talking about our, oh, we got down to 20 minutes. Now we're back to 40 minutes. But, you know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll let's workshop that one. <laughs> let's do that. I did want to give one other shout out to the article. Uh, again, it's in the Spectator. He did flag a podcast that I think you and I need to at least investigate a little further, which is called Utah Booze News, an alcohol policy podcast. So I'm unfamiliar with the content there, but it sounds interesting. So we'll give him a shout out in the blog post and um, maybe uh, maybe review that at some point in time. Sounds interesting. It would be interesting to do maybe a series of shows where we review random podcasts that we've never listened to. Just like look at the the titles of the episodes and just make up what we think is in them. <laughs> actually, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking actually listen to it, oh. but that's even better. <laughs> yeah, totally um, ignorant reviews. I think something in there could be good. But I mean, if it means cutting down some of our competition, sure. Some of those podcasts can probably go. That's right. We need to kind of clear the deck for, for more Squat Cobbler listeners. Obviously, though, you guys don't want us to go anywhere, and I don't think there's any chance of that happening. I would agree. We'll continue to. And the other part on the length thing is that when we we love doing music stuff, and if we're reviewing an entire album, I'm not sure how we get, given kind of what we like to talk about and how we talk about it, that episode's never under 30 minutes. We've often gone longer than the, the topics we're discussing. All right. Well, as Mike mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you are consuming this on YouTube, please like and subscribe or on any other platform, do the appropriate similar action. We will be back uh, next week to I think we're going to do a couple more issues based podcasts. So buckle up, folks. It'll be it'll be interesting. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, everyone. And remember the right tool for your box an American memoir. Alright, I'm gonna stop the broadcast. <laughs>